This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 269, the Portable Ops Challenge 2021, recorded live on Thursday, August 26th, 2021. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, and we will take your calls live a little later on in the show. Uh, last week, Faith Hannah Lee, KD3Z, and Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, were here to talk about the 2021 Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award. So if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, and be sure to catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Live every Saturday afternoon on WTWW. That's 5085 on your AM dial. And again, that's Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, we're going to talk about the Portable Ops Challenge tonight. So uh, get your questions ready to go. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can call us after the interview. I'll let you know when it's time to call. Uh, But let me give you the phone number so you can have it ready to go. It's 859-9. Eight two seventy three seventy three. Again, the number eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three. We'll give that out several times uh, later on in the show. Uh, also, you can tweet us. Uh, I'll be watching uh, that tonight. It's at Ham Talk Live on Twitter, and if you're on Spreaker, you can type in the comments, and we'll see that as well. So I'll be back with Scott right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Thanks for choosing Tower Electronics. How may we help you today? We have PL259s. We have in connectors. We have SMA adapters. We have BNC adapters. What can I show you today? Where's the tower? Well, we don't actually have a tower with us, but we have all kinds of things you can use with a tower. We have power poles, antennas, soldering irons and meters. Where's the tower? <laughs> Ma- ma'am, that's the name of our company. We can't haul towers to all the ham fest across the country that we visit, but we have almost every connector and adapter you would need to connect your antenna that's on your tower. I don't think there's a tower back there. I really don't. 
Tower Electronics. Visit us at a ham fest near you or call 920-435-2973 or see our whole catalog at pl-259.com. Sorry, one thing we don't have is a tower. Running barefoot is for the beach. We're cranking 1.5 trillion nanowatts right here on Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill over at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight. They help bring Ham Talk Live your way each and every week. Uh, coming up, they will be in Shelby, North Carolina at the Ham Fest there, September 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, Findlay, Ohio, September 12th. Peoria, Illinois, September 18th and 19th. Belvedere, Illinois, September 26th. Belton, Texas, October 2nd. Uh, then they've got Crestview, Florida on October 9th. And, uh, you know, check the schedules. Make sure those are uh, are still going with our, our COVID situation. But you can catch Tower Electronics anytime at pl-259.com. So uh, welcome back. And uh, tonight, Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line. Dr. Scott Wright is an excellent contester. He's been on several de-expeditions and is the past editor of the National Contest Journal. Uh, he works for the Mayo Clinic teaching cardiology, which often lets him take his ham radio with him to all kinds of cool places. Um He's uh, based out of Rochester, Minnesota, and is a graduate, of course, of the University of Kentucky. And that's the University of Kentucky, by the way. So good evening, Scott. Hey, good evening, Neil. What a pleasure to join you and be on the number one ham radio talk radio show in the United States. And I continue to be amazed that your broadcast tower has 1.5 trillion nanowatts. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing how we do that. <laughs> You'd think that would be illegal, but it's not. No, you've got a license, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, And there's no interference to your neighbors. Right, exactly. None at all. So we're talking a little bit about using power or not using power tonight uh, as we're talking about the portable ops challenge and and what makes this a very unique contest is uh, the way that it's set up to kind of equalize out those people who are running 1.5 trillion nanowatts um, and those who are only running you know a hundred billion nanowatts so uh, or maybe even 5 billion nanowatts. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about it? I know it's in its second year now. Um, so just kind of remind everybody what it's about and how this is different from a traditional, uh, or at least what most people would consider a traditional contest. My pleasure. Thanks again for inviting me onto your show. When I was editor of the National Contest Journal, it became clear to me that we needed to grow the ranks of contesters, but we were bumping up against uh, some limits that were challenging to deal with. We have so many uh, ham radio operators who live in covenant-restricted homes or live in cities, <clears throat> in apartment buildings or condominiums or other places where it's just not possible to get a tower from Tower Electronics and 
put up an antenna. <laughs> of course, the, yeah, I like your you like your ads, by the way. But anyway, so I put it in one of my editorials a couple of years ago. I, I asked that the contesting community to please consider and propose some ideas of how we could engage urban contesters, throwing out ideas like should we do a worked all boroughs contest for New York City, or should we do uh, a special urban parks on the air contest. And despite all of the interest by a number of clubs to promote contesting, no one really picked up that uh, baton and uh, did anything with it except one individual from uh, Jackson, Mississippi, Dr. Frank Howe, K4 Fox Mike Hotel. And Frank thought it was a good idea. And Frank's, of course, an accomplished sociologist and demographer. He uh, fully understands the trends of aging in the contest community and the need to have new fresh blood, so to speak, not just fresh meat for sweepstakes, but fresh contesters for a number of events. So he put together an international committee of uh, hams from uh, Asia Pacific Rim, from South Africa, from the United States, from Europe, including some very prominent contesters, prominent soda activists and portable operators, and said, let's pick up Scott Wright's challenge and see what we can do. And, uh, so his group, and I was on the initial steering committee, designed something called the Portable Operators Challenge, and this is the second year. It's a contest event designed to allow a more level playing field between those who have, as I do, and many other contesters, a tower and yogis, and those like you, Neil, who live in a home with a covenant and restriction, who really will have trouble just getting a dipole up without it being too stealth. Or my good friend and neighbor, K4IU, Fred, who has covenant restrictions and can only use wires. Or those who want to operate portable. And so the contest is designed to create a level playing field by scoring it on the concept of uh, sort of the kilowatt uh, per, the kilometer rather, per watt uh, using exchanges. And it will give extra credit for those who are running low power or QRP power, as you said, 5 billion nanowatts <laughs> for those who might be running full legal power in the united states which is as you pointed out 1.5 trillion nanowatts and for those who like me struggle sometimes with all those 10 to the minus nines converting them we're talking about 1500 versus 100 versus five watts or even less so it's designed to really level the playing field like golf golf handicap does it's a contest that really encourages activity can you get on can you make contacts and it allows those who run low power or portable operations to really be competitive to potentially win their section or win the event. Uh, it certainly takes nothing away from super stations like K3LR and K9CT and W3LP2L or others, but it also allows individuals like K4SWL, Thomas Witherspoon, who operates portable exclusively and does an amazing job uh, to, to compete and potentially win. And so it's really designed to, to give individuals a chance to get out and operate and to have some fun over the Labor Day weekend. And that's that's what it's all about. Uh, we're really promoting it, uh, and uh, we hope that we can see several hundred people uh, join this year and take part in it. It's something that maybe will stick and grow, and we can ultimately get some contesters from, uh, you know, major metropolitan areas like Los Angeles and New York and Houston and Dallas, et cetera, who really are stranded, but get out in the parks and operate and just have fun for four hours, eight hours, or 12 hours. 
Okay, well, we've got a little uh, audio clip we're going to play, uh, which is an advertisement kind of thing, uh, promotion for uh, the event. So let's uh, take a listen. What you doing? Feeding the chicken. Well, are you going to take the challenge? Yep, I plan to. You? I'm thinking about it. What about the big guns? Think they'll win? They didn't last year, but then they didn't show up either. Is that why you're feeding the chickens now? Yep. Champions are never afraid of competition. Will you take the challenge? See foxmikehotel.com stroke challenge. <laughs> so, uh, kind of a lighthearted uh, look at it, but... but you, it, comes across as uh, a fun thing, but definitely conveys the idea. So, yeah, it does. That's it's a little bit about it. Get, it does. It's designed to get operators like me and others who have stations who can score a million or two million points in the CQ Worldwide contest to get on and and uh, make some contacts with those who are really antenna uh, challenged or uh, low power challenged. And the website uh, that Frank gives on the ad is not quite what I. What is correct? Let me give you the correct website. It's foxmikehotel.com forward slash challenge forward slash. That's foxmikehotel. And that's F-O-X-M-I-K-E-H-O-T-E-L, not abbreviated. Foxmikehotel.com forward slash challenge forward slash. That will get you right there. Or just go to foxmikehotel.com and then you can link to it in one click, which is what I do each time. Yeah, we're, we're hoping we can get some contesters out. In fact, Neil, I've sponsored a plaque for the Society of Midwest Contesters and a plaque for Minnesota Wireless for a member in each group which who scores the highest, provided 25 or more join the contest. And uh, so we're hoping that uh, we can get some hams on from the Midwest for sure uh, and, uh, and create some activity and uh, just have some fun. Sounds like a, a great plan. So uh, tell everybody how they can participate. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, bands and modes and the exchange and time and date, all that uh, important stuff. Right. Um, well, the contest is going to be Labor Day weekend, September 4th and 5th. Uh, you can find all of this at contestcalendar.com and look on September 4th and 5th. The exchange is simply your grid square. So I live in EN34RA, that's Echo November 34 Radio Alpha, and I'll be sending EN34, uh, I think it's your four-digit maidenhead grid square. Um, it, the logging, major logging programs are ready for it. N1MM was kind enough to uh, uh, create a special edition for the, for the contest. Uh, you can use phone, CW, or digital. Uh, and... Uh, most points come from a phone contact, obviously. Second most points, CW, uh, and third most points, uh, digital. Uh, you can have one transmitter or two, but your points are divided by uh, the number of transmitters that you run. So if you're running uh, you know, two transmitters, your, your point score will be divided in half to, to sort of level the playing field there. And it will be on the contest bands, you know, uh, 160 through 10, which realistically for this contest – will likely be 80 through 15, given the status of the sunspot cycle and where we are with solar flux. And if we have the uh, if we have any residual sequelae from the, the solar flares that are hitting in the next day or two, uh, the bands may be really hot and 10 meters may open. And uh, 
then all bets are off. Uh, and if the big guns show up, they may uh, they may find themselves in a David versus Goliath battle with uh, the little pistols actually winning. And uh, so I plan, you know, I have an I've had an ICOM 705 for about a year. And I plan to put my 705 out on our screened-in porch, put up my buddy pole, or put up a 20-meter Alpha Delta dipole that I had taken on vacation, string it up in one of my trees, run the coax into the, the back porch, and just spend four hours uh, enjoying it. Uh, let me give you the exact time, if I may, of uh, the hour. Yeah, I was looking, have- at the, uh, looking at the uh, website here. Um there are four, or I'm sorry, three four-hour periods as well. So the, it's only you know uh, four hours at a time. So uh, be sure to explain that uh, as you, as you sure. go through those so times. So on September fourth, we uh, are the contest runs 800 Zulu to 11:59 Zulu. So uh, remember, 800 Zulu will be. Uh, uh, let's see. That's. Uh, quite early in the morning for me so gmt zero zero for me is seven so if i had eight hours that that's 3 a.m uh to 1200 which would be uh 7 a.m and then it's again at 1600 zulu to 1959 on the fourth and then on the fifth it's zero 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 which is eight o'clock eastern seven central five pacific six mountain to 0400 which would be approximately 11 p.m central midnight eastern etc it's designed to have three four-hour blocks. You do not have to operate all three blocks. You can operate one block, two block, or three blocks. Just get on and enjoy it. It's designed, though, at different times to because it's a worldwide event. We have stations planning to be on from Europe, from uh, the Middle East, from Af- not from Africa that we're aware of, but we hope, uh, but and certainly Australia, Pacific Rim, and so we want to be able to have them have the hours available to allow propagation between Europe, North America, and Australia for sure, Neil. And uh, that's the reason why it's at different times of day. Now, people who are really uh, uh, contest aficionados will say you're having this event on the same days as the CW Open. That's true, but it's at different times. So those of you who are in CW Ops, I issue you a challenge as a lifetime CW Ops member to, to spread the love about CW by operating the Portable Operators Challenge during your off times from the CW Open and make some contacts and talk about your love for CW. So again, September 4th and 5th, 0800 GMT to 1159, September 4th, 1600 GMT to 1959 GMT, and then September 5th, 0000 Zulu to 359 AM Zulu on September 5th. All right. And, and, you know, and the four hour blocks are, are a little more manageable, you know, it kind of gives you a chance to, uh, to take a break and, and do some other things. Like you said, the CW open, uh, uh, you know, running, you know, 48 hours or even 24 is, is a challenge in itself. So this is a, a way to kind of shorten that a little bit. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's Labor Day weekend. So for all of us in the United States, we're going to have time off with family. I personally plan to operate four hours. I don't think I'll do all three four hour blocks because it's Labor Day weekend and I want to do some things with my family. It's a nice contest design. So it doesn't rob your family of you for an entire holiday period like CQ Worldwide often does over the Thanksgiving weekend. Or uh, the AWRLDX sideband contest frequently does for Valentine's Day weekend. And so, yeah, four hours is a nice time frame. And if you like it, you can get back on a second four-hour shift. 
And what we have learned about contesting is that contesters prefer shorter contests. There are the diehards like me who do enjoy 48-hour contests, but they are fewer and fewer each year. And younger operators especially love shorter contests. They can get on, they compete, and they can be done. And uh, this contest is designed for that. And we hope to have a large youth contingent from Europe on this contest. So hopefully your listeners like uh, Kate, Kilo Golf 5 Hotel Victor Oscar and all of those who came to uh, the Yoda camp like uh, my contest club's uh, champion Keese and others will get on and uh, be a part of this and uh, you know maybe the youth will show uh, we adults up who knows we'll see we'll let down at least. I'll tell you what they are really on fire right now they they have been uh doing some stuff after the camp and just kind of been reading the the messages fly by and um it's just amazing what they're doing so it wouldn't surprise me to uh to hear several of them on uh during this contest and and others so let's let's look back at last year and and give a little idea of how it went last year and and what changes were made um, to improve things for this year? Uh, last year, we had uh, pretty sparse attendance and participation because the contest was held on the same weekend as the California CUSO party. And we realized that strategic uh, issue a little too late to change the date. And uh, the California CUSO team was very worried that uh, operators would create uh, interference and uh, and confusion for their contesters, but nothing, none of that happened. And uh, so uh, this year we, uh, we surveyed all of the available, posted contest dates and uh, went with what we thought was a contest time that would allow outdoor weather that was appropriate or as close to ideal as possible for North, the Northern and Southern hemispheres and was not on a weekend with, a major contest like the California CUSO party or the CQ worldwide Riddy round Riddy contest or CQ worldwide uh, sideband contest. And uh, we had a working group who picked the date and then another working group who worked on the rules and revised the uh, uh, rules and the, the logging programs so that uh, we're ready. And uh, we've really promoted it a lot. Uh, Frank has bought ads journals. Uh, it's been promoted on a number of, uh, social media podcast, including the number one podcast, Ham Talk Live, and of course, Ham <laughs> Nation as well, uh, and uh, and others. And, uh, you know, uh, it's been on IC, the ICQ podcast. I've heard it talked about there. And so we're hoping Martin and his son and some of the other hosts of the ICQ podcast will get on and we can have a, a, a QSO with them. Uh, so I think, you know, for everyone who, like me, uh, has, a, has a small rig, a, a low-power rig or a portable rig, like you know, you're missing field day. If you need another field day experience, we'll call a few friends over and uh, provide a pizza or some barbecue on Saturday afternoon of Labor Day weekend and uh, put an antenna up in the tree and uh, get on for four hours and just uh, have fun or invite, uh, invite an operator over who's not active because they don't have a station and let them enter at one point with a station that you set up in your backyard or your driveway. Uh, and uh, there's no penalty for using home power in this contest or no advantage to using a battery. It's all based on the amount of wattage you're putting out. Uh, but just have some fun and uh, try something new. Uh, and uh, the winners of this contest do not 
qualify for the WRTC. So there's no no, <laughs> no pressure here to win because the, the trip to Italy has been decided. And Neil, yeah. you and I are not going. Yes, we are not going. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> did so did, not, did not qualify. Yes, you know, yes. It, we it was close. It was much. close. Yeah. Yes, was. Yeah, by that much, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... There, there's there's always this you know back and forth of of you know life's too short for qrp and 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 you know qrp makes most efficient use of of what you have and you know so you're gonna be heard better with with you know an amplifier uh you're not going to be heard quite as well on you know, a hundred Watts or on QRP. Uh, so, th- you know, you can expect that, you know, you may get more contacts with the higher power, but this really makes you think about, you know, which one do I want to go for? And, and, you know, where, where do I want to set that power level? Um, to make most use of the time. So, so what are your thoughts here? Amplifier or no? And, and QRP or, or 100 watts? I think if you have a home station, but you don't have a portable antenna array, or you cannot build a dipole by the time of the contest, use your home station. And, uh, you know, 100 watts, if you're going to do CW or RIDI or FT8, you're going to use sideband. 100 watts usually is fine, but if you need the amplifier, just kick it on. Um, I I have started enjoying QRP operating a lot more than I thought. Uh, it's not like operating with 100 watts or with a you know 1.5 kilowatts. It's different. You wait for the pileup to thin out before you can work the station. But we were on family vacation in July in Western North Carolina, and I took the 705 and a dipole, and a tuner, and I threw it up in a tree about 30 feet off the ground and let it slope down in an inverted V fashion. SWR wasn't perfect, so I tuned it out. And I worked one, one night on CW, I worked in uh, Argentina. That's about, uh, I don't know, 5,000 miles. It was amazing with the five watts of power. So I think I said I had almost 1,000 miles per watt. Uh, and that's kind of cool. Uh, but I missed a lot of Europeans who couldn't hear me. Uh, because I wasn't strong enough, and I worked a lot of U.S. stations. So it's it's depends on what you want to try out. If you've never done QRP and you have an interest, well, try it for four hours, see what you can do. If you if you have a home station, try one period at 100 watts and one period at higher power. Uh, have some fun, uh, and uh, you know your score is going to count based on your highest power use. So before you kick on the extra power, make sure you really want to do it. But if you if you need to do it, go ahead. I, I think it just depends on what you're doing. You know, last year when the 705 was new to me, I got on the Worldwide Art CQ Worldwide Ready contest, running QRP, and I worked a lot of Europeans on my Yagi. So you can do a lot with QRP with good antennas. And I have a friend W0GJ who frequently wins number one US CQ or AWRL 160 running QRP. And this is a guy that has multiple full power amplifiers in his shack, but he also enjoys QRP. 
So life isn't too short for QRP. Life is <laughs> ham, you know, life is ready for ham radio. Get on and enjoy it, you know. And if you're Mark Brown and you're listening tonight and you've got that nice Kenwood TS nine ninety that'll run two hundred watts, I'd crank it up to two hundred watts if I were Mark. And just enjoy it and have some fun and sort of uh, enjoy all the nice positive comments you're going to get from being at the Huntsville Ham Fest and all they did. Oh, well said. All right. Well, it's time to take a break, so we'll do that, and we'll come back with Scott and talk a little more, and we'll start uh, taking your phone calls right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. ICOM has the base station of your dreams with the IC7851, IC7610, IC9700, and IC7300 SDR transceivers. ICOM's amateur radios are top of the line and are the first choice for contesters across the globe. Robust base stations like these cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. The IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled with faster processors, high input game, high display resolution, and a cleaner signal it is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, a memory keyer, digital voice recorder, and an SD card slot. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR can pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. With RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings the direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy, faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. It has a 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope and waterfall, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, dual watch operation, and full duplex in satellite mode. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. It has RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and an SD card slot. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Here's the snap. Rap takes the rig. He breaks through the pileup. He's on 80. Now 40. Now 20. 15. 10. 2 meters. Touchdown. Ham Talk Live. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show. And they also bring Ham Talk Live your way each and every week. Check them out at icomamerica.com slash amateur. And be sure to check out Ham Talk Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. Well, before we get back to Scott and your phone calls and tweets, uh, it's time for the Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. I talk to a ham nearly every morning on the local repeater. He's at work when he chats, and he runs the iron machine at the local dry cleaners. I guess you could say he's a smooth operator. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. All I can hear is that song, Smooth Operator. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, Rick is, uh, he's, he comes up with the most clever and unique jokes, I think. Yes, he does. <laughs> so tune in for another one next week. And, uh, thanks Rick for, for doing that. And he's, he's a smooth operator. There we go. All right. Well, it's time for your call. So if you have a question, uh, or a comment, give us a call right now. Now is the time. Eight, five, nine, nine eight two seventy three seventy three for those of you spelling at home that's u k y nine eight two seventy three seventy three or you can tweet us at ham talk live and if you're listening to us on wtww or on the podcast edition you won't be able to reach us live because we're doing this on thursday so let's uh take a look here we we do have a tweet here from a familiar voice uh rj wy7 aa uh says that uh he and the famous wy7 aa elco yes the the el camino the, the car that can't decide if it's a truck or a car uh which which RJ's taken this thing all across the country on uh, all kinds of portable ops, um, a lot of them on satellite. But uh, he says he and the Elko will be out in uh, on a county line mobile for the Colorado QSO party on September 4th. So he's wondering, uh, can he participate in the Colorado QSO party there on, on the county line? Um, or, uh, the Fox Mike, uh, hotel challenge simultaneously. Okay. So, um, he said, if not, I'll do one on Saturday and the other one on Sunday, but, uh, can, can he do both here, Scott? RJ, you certainly can do both. Please do. And I encourage everyone to work RJ and give him lots of cues in the Colorado QSO party as well. Just su- submit your portable operator challenge log separately from the Colorado QSO party challenge. And I bet the Burgundy 
El Camino is quite a car to uh, and quite a vehicle for uh, operating portable. No onboard computers to knock out with uh, any RF interference. It's it's reliable. Neil, I want to correct one thing I said. The uh, the, the frequencies are 80 through 10. So those of you who are really excited about operating mobile 160 for this contest or portable 160. <laughs> Yes. Just work the Colorado QSO party on that band, but work us on POC with 80 through 10. And if you work 160 mobile, I want to see that antenna. You need to send a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the coil is approximately the diameter of the roof of the car, I believe. <laughs> you may have to be do like a, uh, a fire truck and have those, those little feet that stick out you know to keep it from toppling over the the whole car <laughs> i've often thought you know uh, wouldn't a fire truck be a great antenna support platform for oh 160? it would be and a snorkel truck even better oh yeah and a, and a crane and a building site even better yeah that's not exact well i guess it's it's kind of portable not what you typically think of as portable, but uh, it's very portable cool because idea. it's stationary and it's parked for a while. <laughs> so yeah, RJ, uh, you can do both, and and he's out there on the county line, so that way you can get uh, two counties at once. And um, I'm sure that people will be uh, glad to hear you on there. So so get out there in the Elko and and go go go. So thanks for writing in and listening tonight. If you have a question or a comment about the Portable Ops Challenge, give us a call at 859-982-7373 or tweet us at HamTalkLive. And again, if you're on uh, Spreaker, you can type in the comments and uh, we'll, we'll get that as well. Um, so we've talked a little bit about this. I know you have been busy. Uh, doing some renovations in your shack, and, and you told me you were out in the heat uh, just a, a little bit ago, uh, making some more renovations. So, so what's the the latest on the K zero MD uh, antenna farm? Well, I've grown frustrated with my eighty meter four square because uh, I seem to top out about thirty five to forty DXCC entities per big contest. So I. Uh, have replaced my Force 12 vertical dipoles, the Sigma 80s, with uh, full-size 80-meter uh, verticals. Uh, I bought four from DX Engineering. They make really high-quality things, and two of my good friends in the hobby have, have used this uh, vertical in a four-square array, and uh, I am excited. We uh, we had a uh, antenna-raising party a few weekends ago, and a group from the Minnesota Wireless Association, Team South, came over and about a dozen people and helped me uh, get all four assembled. But I've been laying radials, uh, let's see, I have to lay 240, Neil, and I'm about uh, oh my. 75 done of the 240. And uh, I presume I have about six weeks left of uh, good weather to put them in the ground, so I've got to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, before uh, the ground gets before the ground starts to get a little hard and it gets too cold for me to be out working uh, and we don't have daylight you know we've had wonderful long hours of daylight but it's starting to here in the northern part northern latitudes of the u.s it's starting now to shorten so try to take advantage of that after working on the weekends when i can i've also uh, got to replace another antenna on my uh, second tower 
my two element stepper broke about three weeks after getting oh, it up wow. and using it. Yeah, one of the elemental housing units broke, and uh, so I've got to take it down, and I'm just going to replace it with a C3 from JK, and then I'll sell the two-element stepper uh, because it'll be excess to my needs at that point after I get it repaired. And uh, so those are the big projects at the, the K0MD uh, contest station, and uh, hopefully I'll have a much better signal on 80 and can work, uh, you know, more DX contacts. And uh, it's probably the wrong time of the sunspot cycle to upgrade your 80-meter antenna, but it's been a project that I've had on the to-do list for two or three years, and uh, it's a ton of work. I have budgeted 120 hours of labor to do it, and I think it's going to end up being a little over 200 hours by the time I get it all done. It's a, it's not a hard, it's not a project for the faint of heart or for someone who's time challenged. You've got to really commit. I started in April doing it, and uh, here we are at the end of August, and we're still pushing ahead, but slowly but surely. Yeah, well, uh, wish you well on that, and uh, I, I look forward to when I can start putting those antennas up again i <laughs> i'm really uh missing having a working antenna at home let alone uh the tower so um one of these days uh we'll, we'll find some land and, and get that going well one other thing i wanted to talk to you about before you go um and, and we'll make a last call here for calls at 859-982-7373 or tweet us um is that, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about this uh, portable ops challenge, uh, trying to draw in some of the newer and younger contesters with, with some of the rules, the, the shorter periods, the, you know, equating um, the, the power and, and the um, antennas uh, that people are using in the contest and, and some other things that, that are coming up. Um, that's really big right now is, is, uh, we're getting, uh, youth categories in a lot of these major contests. And, uh, now we've got, um, uh, the, um, North American QSO party, uh, sponsoring, uh, a youth category. So well, give me your thoughts on that. I think it's good to have categories that encourage, uh, contesters who, uh, may not be, uh, uh, experience with with high skill levels or significant station investments. So I'm glad to see a youth category, and I would love to see a uh, you know first five year license category, uh, so that uh, you know individuals could get on and feel like they can compete within a group that's a, a level playing field for them. I think anything that promotes more contest activity and gives individuals a chance to win a certificate or a plaque is a is a good thing. Contesters seem to be unique. Uh, and, and unified in that they like uh, they like rewards. They like to be recognized for their work. So uh, the more the merrier. And uh, Neil, really, you are doing an amazing job promoting youth activities between the K9 SOU station and all the youth you mentored in your uh, accomplished career as a public school teacher to now with uh, the uh, Yoda events. Uh, you're doing a great job. And I think I heard you say Jocelyn is on the line. Yeah, well, we've got uh, Jocelyn KD8VRX on the phone line on the uh on the hamcation hotline here. So we'll get to him here in uh, just a second, but, but on this youth thing, I want to mention that next week on the show, um, K one AR, uh, John door will be here to talk about, 
uh, the CQ Worldwide youth uh, categories in the um, sideband and CW contest. So uh, we've got North American QSO Party now, and then uh, CQ Worldwide sideband and CW. So, so a little preview of next week. But yes, let's go to the uh, Hamcation hotline here and uh, talk to Jocelyn KD8 VRX. Good evening. Well, uh, good evening, Neil, and uh, good evening, Doctor Wright. Uh, I just want to say, yeah, we took part in the Portable Operation Challenge. The club and I uh, got a group together, and uh, we uh, got on, and uh, it was fun. We had we had a good time. We uh, we didn't realize we went to a, a park location and didn't realize we were in a valley till somebody had to use the restroom <laughs> and uh, <laughs> came back and said, you know, we're right between two hills. We should probably move location. We weren't doing too well. Um, and as I've told people, because they're like, oh, QRP, you know, uh, as, as we've said, you know, life's too short. We've all heard it. Uh, you know, take that 100-watt rig. You don't have to run 100 watts. You can dial the power down, or if you need to turn it up, turn it up. It, it's just a matter, as uh, Dr. Wright said earlier, is that QSO worth that that bump because that's what you're going to be uh, listed as. But, no, we had a we had a blast. We had a blast. And I like the, uh, the sessions this year. Uh, I think, uh, as uh, as mentioned before, we are probably just going to do what, one four-hour session because of Labor Day, and uh, people want to spend time with family now that we can actually somewhat all get back together again. Uh, we certainly want to take advantage of that. But I uh, appreciate you uh, being on, talking about the Portable Operation Challenge, and really looking forward to it. Thanks, Jocelyn, and uh, thanks for your strong endorsement. Look forward to working you. Uh, and let us know what call sign you're using so I can look for you and look for me on 20 meters and maybe 40 as well. And uh, congratulations on all the things you're doing in, in ham radio. You you lead a busy life. And uh, if you can find time for ham radio, almost all of us can. Yeah, life, life has been busy for sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, again, I think, uh, as you mentioned, I think having it on a short burst, uh, like the four-hour, is perfect. Uh, I've done a few contests over 48 hours, and at the end, I am done. I am spent. I need a vacation. <laughs> uh, but th- but this is easy enough to uh, fit in your schedule. Um, and like I said, we usually go as a group, and we'll be working with the uh, club call, which will be WCHVOA. That will be uh, the club uh, call that we'll be using for the event. So we're we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, we- you know, weather uh, improves. Um, it's been a little warm lately. Uh, but if we can find some shady spots, it will be fine. And uh, like I said, really looking forward to it. So anyways, I just wanted to call on and say thank you again for promoting the event and really looking forward to it. Fantastic. Thanks again. All right, Jocelyn. Thanks for, all right, 7-3, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, uh, we're... We're out of time here, but uh, glad uh, to get uh, RJ and Jocelyn in here. So uh, thanks for doing that. So, Scott, let's just kind of recap here uh, how people can uh, join in the fun. Well, you know, the uh, Portable Operator Challenge will be uh, on uh, Saturday, September 4th, and in the Saturday evening or Sunday, September 5th, the GMT uh, three time periods, uh, each are four hours long. You can find all of this information at uh, contestcalendar.com for those dates. Uh, bands are 80 through 10. Any mode 
is fine. Phone, CW, digital, your favorite digital mode, whether it's RTTY or FT8 or FT4, all of those count. The exchange is just your grid square. So four digit grid, four character grid square. And, uh, and then your log, you know, use N1MM or another logging program like N3FJP. They're all set up for this. And then uh, submit your score. All of the details can be found at uh, foxmikehotel.com forward slash portable forward slash. Neil, thanks again for uh, having us on to talk about this, for promoting it, for all that you do to uh, provide a wide audience of uh, information about uh, the hobby of ham radio. And uh, by the way, congratulations on uh, your uh, tremendous teaching career and now the promotion to university faculty at two schools in the greater northern Kentucky area. Uh, that's quite an accomplishment and quite a testament to your skills as a chemistry teacher. I am looking forward to seeing you get a radio station on the air and getting a tower up and helping you uh, uh, get some antennas going, Neil. So uh, best to yeah. you and Julie. And I'll say All 73, right. turn it back. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Scott. Appreciate uh, your kind words. And yeah, definitely looking forward to getting something up in the air here soon and then, uh, and then hopefully get. Uh, get uh, the the tower going um at, at the new location yet to be determined so um really looking forward to that all right well thanks so much and again uh it's the uh portable ops challenge foxmikehotel.com and check it out and that is a wrap for this week's edition of ham talk live thanks to my guest dr scott wright k0md and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in. And as I said, I invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when John Doerr, K1AR, will be here to talk about the new youth overlay category for the CQ Worldwide Sideband and CW contests. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, go to hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. That's That's all we ask. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Well, you came right back to my CQ call, your readability 5 and strength 9. You never once mentioned your weather at all. And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked